1: Hey, church planner. This is Pete Mitchell, and this is Peyton Jones. I, I, man, I almost had to restart the whole podcast all over again because of how I was gonna just let it go right there. I was, I was gonna say something that would have caused us to have to restart the podcast.
2: Oh man, I was about to say your friendly neighborhood church planner, man.
1: I was, but- I was gonna say, you know how like, never mind. <laughs> Go go
2: on. Uh, no, okay, never mind, never mind. Yes, never mind. There's a good place to leave. I was about to go, no, why tell
1: me? Well, it's just funny because then it actually wasn't bad. It's just then you gotta explain yourself, you know? <laughs> like
2: when, Hey, we got time, man. We when, got 30 of us, minutes of smack talk to Phil.
1: When one of us will call the other and uh, we'll be like, What are you wearing? <laughs> It's going to be along those lines,
2: but then, which my response is usually nah, I'm wearing a spicy little number today. Uh, I've got some sweat shorts and a
1: ah, <laughs> nothing the sweat as
2: sweatshirt. sexy as sweat shorts. You heard it from the Church Ponder podcast.
1: Everyone, run you out! Want to impress
2: your spouse? Sweat shorts.
1: Everyone should just run out to Costco and get themselves some sweat shorts. You oh, actually yeah. oh, did no, my Nike. Costco story. Oh, let me hear it. You know, here's the thing, guys. Uh, Actually, actually, I don't think I can tell it to you because it hasn't aired yet on the From Concealment podcast. And that's really where it needs to air first. But it's a story about Costco. And obviously, From Concealment podcast, you can tell, eh, you know, it's going to have a little something to do with some fun fun.
2: Well, wait a second. You mean... We now are second fiddle. Like we get the neck of the chicken on this podcast. We don't get the choice cuts of meat anymore. That's is that, pretty much is that. Where things have gone?
1: That's almost exactly what I was thinking. I'm glad you worded it the way that you did because that's that's it. And, and I'm it's a master entirely. of words. I won't deny it. Wait, wait. This is exactly what I have to say about about Church Planner Podcast.
0: That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.
1: Could you hear that? I could. Could okay. you? No, but I just I'm I was hearing voices. No are you? From you see it was funny me. Are you to hearing me. the voices I'm hearing? Are you hearing the voices in my head? Remember, remember, I trigger easy and I get jealous
2: easy. You know, I am a jealous lover podcaster. Well. It 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 you know, I I I now hate Dan Sams. I can't help it. You you did this to me. Well I liked him before. That's just kind of the way it goes though. Yeah. Only if I had ascension over him, though. Now that there's a new pecking order and a new sheriff in town, I don't like being the deputy. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying. No.
1: Well,
2: I ain't no deputy dog. I'm not your huckleberry hound.
1: Well, you know, all I can say is I finally have a podcast where people come up to me and go, hey, are you the guy from that podcast? No one has ever in the history of the Church Planner Podcast, six plus years, ever said that to me. You will be at Legoland. And people will be like, hey, I recognize your voice. Are you from the Church Planner Podcast? Me? Never happens. Yeah. I
2: think they think that both voices are Peyton Jones.
1: Until now. And now...
2: (laughs) Gets so what, tell me your story. Tell me your Andy Warhol 15 minutes of fame story. Where okay. you got, uh, Excuse me, sir. Are you the guy from the podcast?
1: Well, what happened? It it actually it happens when I go to the range, right? I go to the range. I'm doing one of my competitions. Uh, the <laughs> last one I went to, I had two different people come up to me. And one guy goes, hey, are you the guy? Are you the guy from the podcast? I mean, I'm only wearing a hat that says from concealment podcast. <laughs> so that's rad <laughs> that's my way of like putting up a big flag hey guys it's me over here come say hi to me is there not a lot of podcasts in that field no there probably are oh, okay i mean i don't know i don't i don't go looking for gun that's podcasts. cool man that's am, really cool i don't go looking for church planner podcasts because i am the church planner <laughs> podcast i don't go looking for gun <laughs> podcasts because i am the gun podcast
2: do you remember that scene on Pee Wee Herman where uh, at the very end, she goes, come on, Pee Wee, let's go see the movie you're in. And he goes, no, I lived it. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's the story <laughs> of my life right there. Absolutely. No, so I'm this a one loaded, guy Dottie, a this rebel. one guy goes, hey, uh, you know a, a lot of, or no, you know a little bit about a lot of different things. And I go, actually, I think you might be talking about my co-host. And he goes, yeah, now that I hear your voice, that'd make more sense
2: that's hilarious that's <laughs> hilarious is that dan yeah dude dan's way smarter than me are you
1: kidding me it's rad
2: it's rad i'm just he's pretty switched on dude isn't he
1: oh totally i mean it's like this podcast only you know he's the smart one just like you're the yeah. smart one i mean oh well, I'm, i didn't I'm know, co- I didn't I'm know color I commentary that's my role in life is to be color commentary i used
2: to think that You know, you were the smart one and I was the good looking one, but you know, I've seen you on Facebook lately and you know, you know, you know, know, yeah, he's looking good these days.
1: I'm just saying, I don't mean to brag or nothing, but such a, uh,
2: such a love is forbidden. But I mean, you know, I've looked a couple times at your profile picture (laughs) too far. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Too far, too far. So, uh, what I have noticed you doing is you are on uh oh I gotta tell you a story. I got I got a bad review uh this week. Um I'll I'll tell you about that for, we'll, for we'll laugh what? and make fun of it. I'll tell you in a minute. But um but I've noticed you at Star Wars land like on a very regular basis.
1: You know, it's not really my desire. It's just you know, you wanna hang out with the family and they want to go to Disneyland. So, what are you going to do? Is
2: it, is it just a little more of a happier place on Earth now that Star Wars Land is open?
1: I don't know that I can
2: go that far. Right, but like because last you week, still have to go to all the other stupid
1: places. Well, last week when we went. Um, it was, uh, it was my birthday. And so, you know, the kids wanted to hang Happy out with birthday. me. And Well, thank you. Kids wanted to hang out with me. So it was like, all right, we'll, we'll go to Disneyland. But it was packed. Like, everyone was there for all the Halloween decoration. And I was like, finally, at one point, I'm like, all right, we're leaving. We're done. You know, Pete... Pe- Pete's birthday, and and he's he's pulling the plug on this this little. Yeah, chair.
2: you to be the king on your birthday, and you'd be like, you know what? Uh, I want Disneyland for fifteen minutes, and after that, I'd like chicken and waffles on a
1: pizza, and you get S- that. So then, my um, we went on Smuggler's Run again with uh, Luke and I did, and we went in the single rider line because the, nice. the the family it, made it. it was too long the other way. But here was the problem, so. And and this is a, a hint for everyone who's going to do the single rider line with their kid. We we were going through it, and I was like, all right, look, we're probably going to get separated because they were, like, packed, right? And right. so I'm like, you know, you're going to go on a different one than me. So meet me at – and I said, you know, meet me as soon as you get off the ride, you know, the hallway there. Just meet me there. The problem is, is there's so many of these. Like, they kick you out of oh. different places, and I didn't realize that. And so he was starting to get freaked out because he went before me, and then I was like clear towards the exit, and so I had to like, you know, go back through the tunnels to find him, and uh, and I found him, and he was cool then, and so I was like, all right, you know, note to sell for the future, we meet at the exit because you're just gonna get lost in that place, but uh, but yeah, you know, no, oh, poor guy, no, I mean he he didn't, I mean he he held it together pretty good, but. You know, he needs you can see the moms are starting to like help him. Hey, you know, where's your dad? He's like, I'm waiting for my dad. My dad's coming for me. And you know, so oh,
2: dude, yeah. you know, so that's my wife's thing is you know, she tells our kids, if you ever get separated from us, find a mom. That find a mom. You do you find a mom? Yeah,
1: that's a good answer. So, see, I never yeah, really thought of that, but yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, you know. Um, I think we forget we have kids sometimes as men. Oh, oh yeah, kids. Oh, got to feed them. So when my wife goes away, she has to tell me, like, don't forget to feed the dog. Don't forget to feed the cat. Because, you know, they're not making a bunch of noise. I'm like, they're cool. So she always. They're they're not making a bunch of noise. You know, Yeah, they're not, like, going around going, you know, looking in the refrigerator or anything. You know, they're always mopey because Andrew is gone, you know, because she's she's, she's nurturing. She's, she's mama. You know, they, they, they love her. They're like, they look at me like Andrea leaves and they're like, wow, the cat walks around, you know, crying. And when Andrea goes, you know, they're all sad. When I leave, they're happy. <laughs> they're not like, oh, you know, they don't walk around crying.
1: That's so, like the story uh, of my life.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. We, you know, I, I not too libre, man, you know, the other day I was in town and I saw his lutador and people were giving him lotions and goodies. I think I would like that kind of respect.
1: Mm, organized crime. Yeah, man. So uh
2: yeah, so uh I got a review.
1: Yes, was, tell me about your I, review.
2: We, I'm revamping a curriculum that shall remain nameless right now, but uh uh they, they did a review and uh Obviously, there is someone out there going through this who is not a Peyton Jones fan, because when the review came back, you know, there's a lot of really helpful comments and people said nice things about some of the content I personally wrote. And uh, but this Wait, one say, guy, what was is like, this
1: about? Say this again.
2: Church, it's church planning curriculum. Okay. And and so they're beta testing this contract I've been on. And everybody was like, "Hey, this was great." Here's a here's a tweak or a suggestion where I'd like more of this. You know, normal, helpful. But there was one guy. It was like the Peyton Jones defamation league. It was like, you know, is there anything you found confusing? Yeah, Peyton Jones's articles. They're a bunch of fluff, no content. <laughs> nice. Then the next one, it goes, anything you would remove the articles by Peyton Jones. <laughs> So I I showed it to my wife. You know, you know,
1: that's the way people talk about me in this podcast.
2: What would you get rid of?
1: Pete Mitchell and Smack Talk?
2: (laughs) Oh, that's what I woke up to this morning. So I had a little talk with God. I said, you know, God, I think I know who it is, too. And uh, which makes it even funnier. But I was like, yeah, Lord, uh, I think I'm going to need to lean into you today. Because I'm writing this textbook, and holy heck, dude! This textbook—I mean, if I ever felt out of my depth, um, it's writing this thing. Yeah, and uh, but I'm not out of my depth. I'll have you. No, I'm teasing. No, it's just you know, it's a higher standard. Like I have had to um, <laughs> had to dig deep, Pete. I've had to. I've had to stretch myself, and I was reading. I was reading this book last night um, a spy guy named Christopher B James and it's post it's church planting and post uh, modern soil um, he does a lot of case studies of um, uh, church plants in Seattle and he it's Oxford University Press I'm reading this guy's book going this is so good I interviewed him on the podcast just after I skimmed his book. But, dude, I'm going into his book right now going, I can't write like this. Like, this is amazing stuff. So, so, uh, went to bed last night with a little bit of, uh, wow, oh, can I really pull this off? Only to wake up this morning with, yeah, Peyton sucks. <laughs> so I had to go before the Lord and go, hey, Lord, you got this, right? We got this together. We got this. So we'll, we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. Watch I understand that space. story all too well.
2: I gotta yeah. That a lot. What I do right now, though, is I kind of i i take on like Doctor von Frankenstein. I take his uh, his approach. They laughed at me back in the laboratory. They said my ideas were crazy. One day I'll show them. I'll show them all. <laughs>
1: they laughed well, that, at me in the laboratory, but what <laughs> yeah. happened next will surprise <laughs> even you. <laughs>
2: That's when you put the marketing spin on. To learn my secrets, go to my free webinar. <laughs> so, uh, well, hey, that's all the smack I got. It was the smack against me, but uh, we have. Oh, oh, hey, we're we're back to those today on a very special episode of the Church Planner Podcast.
1: Or, or a hardcore church planning podcast. You know, depending on how you're doing this today. Correct. This is a special duel hear? episode.
2: It is. It's like dueling banjos, but it's dueling podcasts. Today's episode is actually going to be played on our two podcasts. Part of the reason is we had another podcast. Church Minor Podcast is a proud father. We had a baby years ago. We had a baby podcast called the Church. I'm really called uncomfortable. The hardcore Church Planning.
1: I'm really uncomfortable. Can you hear the
2: trash truck outside? No. No. Well I I can. I
1: want to be clear that I'm really uncomfortable that us two guys We had a baby had a baby. Like that (laughs) I'm just I'm putting this out there. That doesn't make me a proud Papa.
2: (coughs) I get it. I get it. I um imagine a baby we would have though if we if we you and I I I went to one of those (laughs) seriously, why did you just
1: say that line?
2: (laughs) Okay, let me rephrase it. You and I go to the mall. We go to the kiosk where it says, upload your picture, and we're, we'll meld the pictures to see what a child would look like from your genes. How about that?
1: I don't know what kind of malls There's you're going There's no physical to. touching. We go to completely different malls, apparently. So you,
2: you and Dan don't have these stocks?
1: If we have a baby, no. Dan and I do not have those talks. You're just not there yet
2: in your relationship. You haven't started talking about kids or making a baby podcast yet. That, that'll that come with time. You can't rush these things, Pete.
1: <sighs> That's all I can say.
2: <laughs> this may very well be the last episode of the Church Planner Podcast. As well. <laughs> As hardcore. <laughs> so, hey, guys, what we're doing today is we're actually um, – so we're, we're tying a bow – on the end of church plant or hardcore church planting because that that's just kind of left there. But also we thought it'd be good to just kind of catch up on each other's lives and see what we're doing because a lot's changed since we started this podcast almost seven years ago. Maybe seven years in March, Pete. Is it really? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, seven. It was March. Well, I
1: mean, that's still six
2: months away. So you know, whatever. I know, but that's that's pretty crazy. It's five months. I'll have you know. Because my book still, March fifteenth. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, w- w- you and I have, you know, gosh, when we started this, um, you and I were planting in Long Beach, California. Um. I love your story where you're like, Ping just assumed I was coming to the church plant. Like, <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> when he talked to me, it was like, oh, so I'll see you Sunday. And it was like,
1: I never said I'm coming. Well, you got to understand, man, <laughs> my Sundays, that's the one day a week that I get to go do whatever I want without anyone. And so you were meeting just Sunday evenings. So we already went to church in the morning. I'm like, dude, bro, bro,
2: I did <laughs> church. <laughs> You know, I never thought about that. We were meeting in the nights to train the core team, and yeah, and uh, to get yeah rid that of of the was your movie team. time. That
1: was really what it was. You wanted to get rid of the core team and start over from scratch.
2: I did. I did. I inherited a bunch of people I didn't want, so I tried to get rid of them.
1: Yeah, and gotcha. then you tried to drag me into it, and then I was like, "Dude,
2: come on, come on." <laughs> well, I'll never forget you and I. So we we started the podcast we went to uh i think i went to exponential i don't think you were with me that year and uh and and i had a table at exponential and i had church zero advertised there i was giving away tons of free copies i was advertising andrea's website back then which was church planners church planning is for girls dot com and uh yeah, man, like it, it was pretty rad. Like it was funny because I would I had this really awesome card and I would hand it out and I'd say, Hey, your wife called. She says she needs support. And these guys look at me like you're such a jerk, man. And then I'd hand them this card. And uh and you know, church zero, I had Mr. T on the table. Um, I had a weird few weird action figures to advertise books. It was all stuck in the eighties, so I started a lot of conversation. But I also had stuff for the podcast set up i th- i may have had the banner but you might have had that made later on but i think i had a plaque that had the magazine advertised i can't remember and uh i was just promoting all the stuff that that i was doing at that time like new breed had a pre- like It was kind of like the most confusing table on the planet mm. um had so much crap on it but um, and it had a mr but, you t. know
1: so yeah i'm sure it did confuse one or two people it, it had a mr t doll
2: but you know like everybody else just had like bowls of candy people would be like ha 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 mr t what's that about and i'd be like dude it's mr t fool but uh but anyways that was kind of the that was what birthed the uh the church planner. boy that's what was going on beyond what birthed it was you were like hey the church planners have a magazine or something they can read and i'm like no they don't actually that's a fantastic idea so that was your idea we started this thing and uh you know start a magazine and so it was pretty cool. And then uh, Rick Warren's dudes asked us to come into their office. The infamous story where Pete had his tom-tom tracker on that had the cougar voice, and she started talking in the middle of our meeting. Hey, big boy.
1: <laughs> Looks like you're
2: lost. Looks like you're lost, Tiger. And Pete turns a million shades. Oh, He's fumbling. Where's that tom-tom? <laughs> it was in your back. And you're trying to turn it off she's talking. It's totally inappropriate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And of course there's me, you know, we're with like Steve Gladden and some of the, some, some other guys, um, that are all kind of well-known dudes that, that Rick had hired and they were super cool. And they're like, Hey, so what are you guys doing? And, uh, and I don't know how to have business meetings. So I'm sitting in there and I go, uh, I go, uh, Hey, so what's this about? <laughs> After like shooting the breeze for like five, minutes, it was pretty much like me going, "Hey, let's cut to the chase. We don't have all day here." And uh, oh man, we uh, and then and then Exponential called up and said, "Hey, you know, do you guys want to sell the magazine? Well, you can still work for us." And I go to you, and I I, I didn't know, like you know, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't thought even you remember serious. saying
1: this. This is why it's so funny to me.
2: I go, I go, hey Pete, um, they want to buy the magazine. I go, how much you want to sell for? And uh, do you want to sell it? They'll employ us. And you're like, no, nah, I don't really want to sell. But tell them if they want it's It's for sale. If they want $5 million. And you were you were being stupid. And See, I, I don't even go, yeah, Pete says yeah. you can have it for $5 million. I, I don't think, know these things back then. That's the funniest thing. I'm a thing missionary. I'm that, fresh that, off. The, I don't know what you Americans are doing. What's that? that?
1: The, the funniest thing to me is that you, that's what you passed on to them.
2: Yeah, uh, you and can I have only told you this million. year. I only told you this year. I know. I didn't even that know that, this happened. When when we entered back into conversations with them about the magazine, uh, only then did I go. You know, I, we did offer you know five million dollars. You know, now we're trying. And, and the the funny thing to me was now we're just giving it away, whereas the the sticker price on it. And you go five million dollars. What are you talking about? <laughs> So, anyways. That's funny. Yeah. Could have been 500,000. I don't know. I, You know, what's, what's a few million, give or take? But the funny the funny part is that I actually went back and talked to him. And uh, oh, this feels like this is your life more than, hey, let's catch up and talk about what we're doing now. But I thought that would be a great little backstory, a little backup. But, um, but then over the years, a few Star Wars movies came out. So, we have had a few special episodes. But Hardcore started because we decided that we wanted um, to interview people. And I was doing a really sucky job uh, of of hosting these interviews with you. Maybe you should talk about that.
1: Well, I think you did a fine job interviewing these guys. But the problem was you wanted – I don't know if you wanted to do it with me or that was just the intent was like, well, we do this other podcast together. So – You would tell me like six hours before we had to record, oh, by the way, we've got so-and-so coming on. This guy is incredible. He's huge. And these are his 15 books. I've read all of them. And this is his new one. It's fantastic. (laughs) And we're going to ask him questions. And I'm like, I have no idea who this is. And so literally at the beginning, it was like I would intro, you know, just like I do this podcast, you would take over, ask some questions, and then I'd come on the end and go, Hey, if you were to get in a fist fight with so and so, who would win? And I still remember Ruben Young coming up to me going, Yeah, I totally forgot you were on that podcast until the very end when you asked the question. And it's like, Okay, why am I even on this thing? I don't know who any of these people are. And then, you know, to your credit, stupid Ruben, he broke
2: our podcast.
1: Yeah, that's it. It was Ruben's fault. I didn't feel like an idiot before Ruben said that. No. So, man, I I just remember uh, you would like text me all these questions and stuff. And, like, half the time, I didn't even understand your questions. I'm like, that's a word I've never read before. Now I got to go to a a dictionary and look this word up. I'm like, are you (laughs) kidding me? So, you know,
2: it's an important issue infolapsarian or superlapsarianism. I mean, you got to work these things out. I'm just saying. Dan will like know. That. Dan Sands will know this.
1: <laughs> so, so that's when I was like, that's it, man. I got to be done. I got to be off. It, it's yeah, yours.
2: Yeah. But, you know, it was funny because we uh, – remember we went we, – we drove out somewhere to see uh, Michael Cheshire. Michael Cheshire. And he that's was right in – uh, yeah. and uh, And we – that was one of my favorite interviews because it was in a restaurant. And you could hear all this, like, you could hear the espresso machine in the background clanging the plates. I love that, man. I was like, I remember saying to you, I love doing an interview like this. This was rad. And, uh, yeah, they let us do it in the restaurant. We just, that was the beginning the of the
1: good, high quality interviews that we've become known for over the years. <laughs> that was actually a really good interview. That
2: dude, that dude was amazing back in the day.
1: That was funny. But, but uh,
2: yeah. yeah, I remember he, he, uh, He's big, like he was a big, I mean, like tall, but he also, he, he slimmed down now, but he was on some medication that made him put on a ton of weight. And he had the biggest belly at that time. And I'll say it now, cause I saw him on Facebook recently. And he didn't look like that, but he had such a big belly and it protruded. And I was, we were standing in yard house and we were waiting to go in. And I feel someone pushing me like from behind. <laughs> He's got his belly pushed up against me. He's literally like crushing me into the wall. Uh, it might have even been the, the front podium when you're, when you're at the, yeah. host, the hostess desk. And he's like crushing me. And I look up and he's just looking down smiling. He goes, that's uncomfortable, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's classic. That's classic. I
2: thought, man, that is, that is a first for me. Nobody's ever crushed me with their belly up against something.
1: So why don't we get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of what it is that you're doing nowadays, and um, yes. let everyone know where they yes. can. Yes.
2: well, we had some smack season. left over. I just I just thought we'd use that for smack a bit. I um, I told
1: you this is the whole episode is smack. What you're doing is smack talk. So I don't think smack talk is going to end on this episode.
2: That is true, huh? This will be the eternal smack episode. That's uh, that's what it shall forever be named. That is what you shall title it. The Eternal Smackness. I
1: think, I think so, uh, we did episodes for Hardcore. Whatever season we left with, this will be the next season. It'll be the first episode. And it'll also be the end.
2: <coughs> yeah, this is kind of our swan song to all of you Hardcore fans. Because, you know, someone's going to look down there and go, A new
1: episode! We only waited six months to put on another Hardcore episode. So, you know.
2: Well, because my interview shows – so to answer your question, my interviews now – well, this is, this is interesting because this involves the, the Church Planner podcast as well. My interviews right now are actually going to Ministry Ninja, which is just like you had a podcast. Um, you, you, you and Dan had a baby. Um, sorry. I had to go there. Um, I and Andrea had a baby with Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Just because it makes you uncomfortable. It's the equivalent of me crushing you with my belly. That's I have short man syndrome. I, I, it's the only thing I can do. I have to crush people with my mind. But, you know, so, we, you know, my interviews have been going on there. And we started this new podcast called Ministry Ninja, which, you know, just because so many of our, our podcasts ended up becoming – we would get asked these questions that were like, hey, what's your uh, what's your take on this? And it would have nothing to do with church planning. So I was like, well, this is just becoming almost like a seminary, you know, a little audible seminary. <clears> throat> My throat's really messing with me today. Sorry about that. But, you know, it, it, it's kind of like I'm just hitting ministry basics with so many of these guys that found themselves in the church planning scenario. And they have zero ministry experience Or they'll tell me, Peyton, I need to bone up on theology. So like we've got an episode on the Holy Spirit, kind of get deep on that. We, you know, this last week we recorded one uh, very similar to the one we did, but totally different at the same time. Similar topic. We talked, you and I, last week about what to do when you're stuck, when nothing's moving. In on the Ministry Ninja, we talked about what to do with disappointment. So it wasn't the same Uh, But it was similar. So, you know, these topics, they transcend just church planning. If you took everything, and I don't think it always works um, as a two-way street, but anything you talk about in ministry will apply to church planning. But anything you tell a church planner to do, you ought to be telling a minister to do as well. Because I would say that ministers need church planning advice more than church planners need ministry advice, but I can't prove or qualify that in any way. It's just my opinions. I have them, but, uh, but yeah, so that's one of the things I've been doing. The other podcast that, um, I can't really call it a podcast yet, but I've started doing more work with Chris Langham who took over refuge, long beach, uh, took the leadership of the team. He, uh, He runs an app called Through the Word. And right now I've recorded from, uh, I did Leviticus, which you know, even that way in the podcast in the early days, we would talk about that because Chris was like, hey, will you do a book for me? And I said, okay, I'll do Leviticus. That's my favorite Old Testament book. And uh, still to this day, Chris says he gets more comments on that freaking book than any other because people just can't get through Leviticus and they're listening to it. And they'll tell him like, this is incredible. This book is just cracked open to me. So, uh I signed a contract with Through the Word that I would do 12 chapters a month. And so I'm working now. I started with Deuteronomy, did all Deuteronomy, it's like 50 chapters, did uh, and then um so yeah, I'm like 75 chapters
1: in plus we lost you after I'm Deuteronomy. Almost, what did you say after Deuteronomy? What's that? We lost you after Deuteronomy. What did you do after Deuteronomy? Oh,
2: after Deuteronomy. You lost me? Did I break up? Yeah. So after Deuteronomy, I did Joshua, which is another 25 chapters. So I'm about 75 chapters in. And then I did, um, I'm working on Judges now. And I'll take that all the way through to 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. And I mean, th- these are hefty books. So this is, this is my next year, you know, year and something actually in this thing. So, and then eventually what will happen is I'll go back through on my own. Once I finish the textbook, I'll do Genesis, Exodus, and then numbers. And then I'll have a complete catalog of these eight minute chapter summaries of every chapter in the Bible from Genesis to second Samuel, which is quite hefty. So, I mean, I'll start a podcast once I get there to basically say, well, you know, let's, uh, Let's start a podcast and do a um, do a. Uh, I'll, I'll call that one Bible Ninja. You'll call it what? Bible Ninja. Oh my gosh! Hi-ya! Bible
1: Ninja Jump School.
2: <laughs> hey, hey! You gotta, you gotta give, you gotta give me credit. I didn't call it Jump School Bible or Bible Jump School. That's true. so uh so yeah
1: man should have been obvious you're right
2: those are my audible uh offerings at the moment that's just keeping me busy on podcasts and whatnot so uh yeah what about you my friend what's going on in your audio
1: in my audio world yeah so i'm
2: gonna you know you know me i'm gonna go through audio video and then written
1: so i'm doing uh I've got three podcasts right now. I've got, obviously, Church Planner Podcast, which is uh, My First Love. And then uh, I've got a, a oh, child oh, oh, now that you I have with Dan it. Does it
2: hurt to say I love you sometimes?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, it does. Very much so.
2: It, it might hurt me, too, actually. I I think this this relationship is, is working as it is. <laughs>
1: I love you, man. So, um... The other two podcasts I've got are obviously the From Concealment podcast, which is all about uh, firearms, firearm accessories, shooting, competing, carrying, and I do that with church planner Dan Sams. Uh, interestingly enough, man, I, I love the fact that uh, that I'm doing it with Dan because Dan is he, he's a, he's a a gun enthusiast, shall we say. But a hardcore pastor, and that he never, never in any way shrinks away from a chance to promote Jesus on the podcast. Mm, And I love that about it because I know our audience for that is not going to be Christians. Oh, I love that, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. Like this last episode, I was listening to uh, what came out last Monday, and uh, it was about suicide and firearms. And like even the way he handled it, man, it was just, it was awesome. It was really, really good.
2: That one would be awesome, dude. I would love to hear that because yeah. I remember you either posted something or you might have just dropped something in conversation where you're like, hey, it's not. The statistics on this will actually surprise you because yeah. that's a major concern I have yeah. is, hey, does that open up the door? I've had two friends that have shot themselves yeah. and ended their lives.
1: So well, what, that's obviously I'll give a you the, very the, real the concern. Brief- the brief summary is: uh, I picked up a magazine that had reported all the study, and they looked at high-income countries, um, and that's those are the numbers that they were looking at. So it wasn't just you know countries in the world. It was like okay, let's look at basically high-income countries, uh, you know, Japan, Australia, uh, America, Canada, Israel, you know, that that type of country, Germany. And what they found was that, yes, uh, America has basically 6.9 out of every 100,000 people uh, commit suicide by firearm in the United States. And that's higher than any other country. But that's because we have more guns. When you look at – they, and this is what kind of surprised me is it was a very fair uh, – study that they did because they said, okay, let's also look at non-firearm suicides and we had 6.9 for that. So we're at 13.8 out of every 100,000 people are killing themselves and um, that's actually about normal. I mean, there were countries that were significantly higher like uh, Slovenia, I think it was, was at 18.9 or maybe even 20 um, and we're at 13.8. So I mean, we're way under that but there weren't too many that were lower. We're kind of like middle of the pack. But ours, yes, it is higher in firearms. But the the, the thing is when you look at the numbers, okay, the, the, the amount of people are the same who are doing it basically worldwide is essentially what it comes down to. So it's just the ease of it when they have a firearm, they choose to go that way. So if someone's going to kill themselves, they're going to do whatever is easiest for them to do. And if they have access right. to the firearm, they are going to use it. That's why um, if someone is suicidal, then, yeah, if you can get the firearms away from them, absolutely, right? Because if it's harder for well, them to do it, that's that's better. But the problem You know, the is-
2: irony, Pete, is that, you know, we, we talk about, like, I have this concern, you know, about a gun. But I have this ginormous bullet that goes past my house, like, multiple times a day. And it's an issue here that a lot of, like… You, my daughter. He's just talking about we, his train,
1: by the way, guys. It's not somebody out there yeah. with a gun shooting by the side <laughs> of his house.
2: No, there's like a giant bullet, like a mega, mega multiple megatons of 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 machinery that just goes through my, you know, goes practically through my backyard every day. If I wanted to to consider, and, and that is a chosen way here in these beach communities in San Diego County people just to step onto the tracks and boom, you
1: know? Yeah. Um, well, so, that's, so, that's because so they did it. They did a really interesting, uh, statistic that they looked at with Israel. So Israel has one of the lowest suicide rates as a country. Um, and they have very easy access to guns in Israel. But one of the things that they did was that they, uh, took away. If you were between the ages, I want to say 18 and 21, And you were in the military, which you you basically, if you're in Israel, you have to go into the military when you're 18. Um, They took away their firearms when they went out on weekend leave. And that cut suicides in Israel by 40%. And that 40% was almost 100% because of suicides that happened on the weekend. So huh. it's, it's the access, right? I mean, if you have access to it, and also think about it, they weren't happening as much during the week. Why? Because that's when they're with everybody. That's when they're with their friends. But they go home on the weekend, you know, depression sets in, whatever, they got access to the firearm, they were doing it. Right. So, right. And, and the only thing that I, like, it's really good because Dan and I both go into this a lot more in depth than we can go into here on this podcast. Yeah, sure, sure. But- um, I don't think. Let's, let's what, this
2: become the from concealment podcast, right?
1: I know, right? That'd be so <laughs> awesome. My worlds are colliding. My worlds are colliding. Um, but like the the problem is, is you can't just look and say if we take away guns, then suicide goes away because it doesn't. Because what these other countries bear out is no, they just find another way. So I think there's probably a a knee-jerk reaction in a country when you have, like in the case of Israel, uh, a huge, uh, you know, numbers of suicides go down because of you took away their firearm. And then I think what you're going to see is then it comes back up because then people go, okay, well, this is just not the way I can do it, right? So I think there's a knee-jerk reaction to it uh, because the numbers, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, there are countries that are much higher than us and Israel is the lowest. And then, you know, a few of them, uh, like Japan was actually really high. Japan has like no guns, but they had like 18 out of every right. 100,000 people are killing Trains. themselves. Trains, again. Are Is that what they're using? Trains? Yeah. So there's a deeper problem. As we know, as Christians, there's a deeper problem going on. It's right. not the firearm, right. that's the tool. And if you give right. someone easy access to a tool who already has this other core problem, there's an issue. And it, they're going right. to act on it So uh, so
2: real yeah. quick um, What's your other podcast?
1: The third one is called Contractor's Secret Weapon I do that one with Dave Negri uh, He's actually an uh, uh, elder At his church in Florida I've known him for years uh, He's been a client of mine And we've worked together on many projects And uh, it's for basically people Who are um, in the housing market As contractors So roofers, painters, cleaners uh, plumbers. Uh, that's where the contractors come, uh, part comes in and it's a marketing podcast that we do for those guys. So, right. um, we okay. do that obviously cause we, we, you know, hunt out of that for more business. And then I'm starting a fourth podcast, which hasn't started yet. Uh, I was going to call it something like, you know, the profit hacking podcast or profit hacker. Cause that's the name of my company. Uh, but then right. I was at this meeting this last week and this guy had just a great name, and so i approach him i'm like man i, I kind of want that so i don't know if he'll let me use it or not but uh, but his name was I like uh, your winners podcast always name. win
2: i think i would like to have it you must give it to me yeah
1: he bought Is he winners always win and i was like oh or oh. no winners no no not winners always win winners always find a way or winners find ways.com oh. winners find ways.
2: You got to call yours winners gonna win
1: Actually, I go. I found. I going to hate. I found winners always find ways, but his was winners find ways. And then I was like, dude, I don't want to like step on your toes. Can I use winners always find ways? And he goes, yeah, you can use that. Just give me credit. I go, all right. So, you know, but then he's like, ah, cool. yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I should, maybe I should just give it to you. Winners find ways. I'm like, yes. Give oh, winners find that's ways. cool. He hasn't done it oh, yet. He see, hasn't said anything. He's thinking like a
2: winner. That's cool. He's generous. That's awesome.
1: Wow. He's hey, a very generous real
2: quick. person. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, dude. So, okay. So, tying back into our podcast, the greatest podcast of all time, Church Planner Podcast. Um, not, 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 not lesser in any way, to and
1: the not Friend number two according podcast. to to Outreach Magazine or whoever that was.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Not number two. So. Here's here's the thing is you and I have actually, you know, the hardcore is ending has ended. We're just announcing it six months later. Uh, Hardcore church planting is dead. It's been confirmed. It is dead. So uh, but we're going to bring interviews back onto this podcast. But this time we're going to be better. I'm going to be I'll just own it. I will be better about the podcast and who we schedule. I am currently trying to get Chuck Swindoll, believe nice. it or not. So, uh, can we call, I, him, Chucky? Actually,
1: can we call him Chucky on the podcast? Uh, Chuckles, Chuckles, we'll call him
2: Chuckles. You know, they're gonna listen because they're checking us out to see if he can come on, and they're gonna listen to this and say, uh, no. So, if Chuckles does not make it on, that is why. So, nice. um, but no, he to me, he is that you will not find a better communicator. Of 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 this, I mean, he's amazing, right? That dude's just amazing, and and it's funny because you'll find guys go, nope, Tim Keller, like guys that are super into exegesis. That dude can exegete. There's there's amazing dudes out there. There's Alister Bag, but Chuck Swindoll is a freaking legend, and so is um, so would be Alister And I wish we had gotten Warren Wiersbe before he died. I, in fact, the week he died, I was like, this alarm bell went off in my head. You need to get Warren Wearsby on. And I had been ignoring that. And this alarm bell went off and he died like the next day, maybe two days later. And I was like, dang, I knew it. So something was telling me he was getting ready to go. But uh, anyway, so we will bring interviews back on. So, um, OK, let me let me skip to video and then I'll go to written content in the video realm. Uh, I've got a So I rebranded my website right? Uh, I took it away from PeytonJones.Ninja and I called it Ministry Ninja. Part of the reason was I wanted to really go this route of talking about church planning ninjas. Could not find a publisher for that concept. I could actually. Zondervan said, we'll take it, but you got to take the the word ninja out of it. And the concept is so fully formed. The book was was almost completely, I'd say it was about 85%, 90% written. And it used all ninja. I had worked so hard on this thing for about two years, and I just pulled it back off the table and said, "No, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change this. You know, it is what it is, and it will see the light of day. I'll hold it off for now, and I'm probably gonna make it into a course because I've been making courses. But anyways, I took my website, rebranded it to ministryninja.com, and that's where you'll find. My podcasts, my books, my video. But the video is the stuff that I'm really excited to start moving into. Um, If you guys have not checked out Ministry Ninja, that's my YouTube channel. Um, You can subscribe right now, only have like 200 and I think like 70 something subscribers. So it's not, it's not anything to boast of. I mean, it's early days for me yet. Um, Have not been super intentional, but. I just started a, um, you know, we, we always joke around, Pete, how we're not the church planner uh, money guys. We're the non-math pastor. You're actually not. I am, though. So uh, I met up with ECCU. They wanted to know, hey, talk to us a little bit about church planners. Um, we're a bank and we've served churches, but, you know, we kind of want to be relevant to this next generation of leaders. And we want to help church planners. And when I met with him, the, uh, one of their senior leaders, the CEO, he actually, while we were talking, he started crying. And he's he's like, look, I just left. Um, he had worked for some really big companies. And he's like, I just left the secular business world to come help this church out because I believe that we can really impact um, for the kingdom. And when he started tearing up, he was talking about reaching lost people. And he goes, and I just get the church planners are going to do that faster than anyone. When he did that, I was like, I need to work with these guys, mm. you know, like th- this guy is awesome. And, uh, and, and the guy that I'm doing a lot of the interviews with, I was his youth pastor back in the day. He was the one that said, Oh, you need to talk to Peyton Jones, get him in the room. And, um, so we, you know, I met with these guys for a couple days, had a great chat with them, enjoyed, you know, hearing what they want to do. And I just said, you need to, you need to make it free to planners, and 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 so they said, "What else?" I said, "You need to create like a step by step, like you are holding their hand and you're walking them through all this crap, because they they don't have time. They're bivocational, and they, and I described everything, and they went and did it, like they executed an amazing program for church planners starting out, and they're like, "Cool, we'll waive all the fees for two years. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll." We'll, we'll create a concierge service for church planners. It's pretty rad. Um, so anyways, but what we did is we put together this 52 episode breakdown of pretty much like the dummy's guide to church planning finances. Um, and that's in 52 episodes. They're maximum five minutes each. And it's literally me and somebody from ECCU sitting down and they're, they're moving the people around from different departments. I've usually got like 10 episodes with one person and it's asking them, as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, the stupid financial questions that that I don't know, you know, like, uh, over the years I've had to get to know stuff, but even, even just, you know, hearing like, like one of the guys early on was Kurt Blake, that you know, and I remember meeting with Kurt for refuge and saying, dude, show me how to do a budget even for new breed, uh, the church planning network I run, I'm like, dude, I need to know how to run a budget. I've never done that. I just know that you don't spend all your money. You save it for strategic purposes for the kingdom and uh, you don't take a full paycheck. And that's what I've learned in, in, in church planning. And, um, and he was like, Oh, he's like, wow, man. No, he's like, you got to know this, that, that, and that. And, uh, so that's what it is it's It's kind of like to me because I told the guys I was like, "Look, nobody's done this. So if you really want um to to reach church planners, talk to them about this stuff. you know, let's make it accessible so that's that's what I'm doing in the YouTube world. I got my other shows on there too, but um yeah, it's uh church planning and money is the name of it. Cool, yeah. Are you doing anything with video wise?
1: I am. But interestingly enough, it's uh, going to be for my um, my, you know, winner's find ways, whatever I end up calling that podcast. I'll be doing uh, the podcast episodes and then I'm going to be doing basically a one to four minute video summary uh, that I'll be posting on Facebook. Uh, and oh,
2: then, cool. You know, using and we're that- going to do that for this, too. Right. Like our new, our new, do uh, for
1: everything,
2: yeah, man, coming up because I want to do that too. Teach me, sensei,
1: yeah, I'm going to do that to, to promote it and get more people to, um, basically tune into the podcast, subscribe to my list, uh, yeah. all that stuff. So, so
2: so what you guys will see us doing occasionally is, let's say we've had an interview, we'll get on there and we'll say, hey, this is the great takeaway, boom, boom, boom. Not that you don't listen to the podcast, you go back and we'll just give you a
1: tidbit, but yeah. you
2: will start seeing us it's a popping taster. up on Facebook.
1: It's a taster. It's kind of like watching a movie trailer. It's an aperitif, if you it's, will. It, if you watch the movie trailer, you don't get the whole movie. But A little moose bush
2: it. beat from the podcast? Would you like a moose bush
1: Yeah, so I that's know. what I'm going to do. For uh, Yes, for
2: it would it be like we're walking around the party with a platter. Uh, would you like a shrimp cracker? Something like that. I don't know why I'm doing these voices. Uh, me neither. What's up with me? I, I need know. to go on timeout. Probably. What's up? So, so anyway, so, okay, so that's it. And then written content. Um, <laughs> so I, I will be, I haven't posted blogs now for a few months. I've been writing curriculum like a bad boy. I wrote the Jump School core team training. I saw that pause there so you could
1: you Jump Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I wrote I wrote that content. That's a six month training. Um, I don't want this to be a, a big commercial. So i just tell you it's there. It's at Ministry And you can check it out. But it's a, it's a core team. You can lead it from your iPad. It's got videos that shoot to your TV, yada, yada. It's got the whole night broken down like this is a passion project for me, like literally six months, how I train core teams and even how I've trained them in the past. But even better, it's how I would do it now, knowing what I knew, even after Refuge Long Beach. This is what I would do next time around. And that's uh, got a little bit of field, field exercises. You can take your people out into the community at a certain point. It's got uh, week 17 as a retreat. That's all guided there. So um, it's literally like a plug and play. And um, and then I created two more pieces of training. One is it's, you know, right now I'm just calling it train like Jesus. We call you. You come to San Diego. We call it train station. You come you learn to train like Jesus. How did Jesus train the apostles? So you come and I'm going to train you to train others. Right. So some people call it like a train the trainer then. um, But it's all based on how Jesus trained. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you the transformational principles of training others. Then um, the last one is something called citywide, which is network training. Um, and what that is, is you come together in a cohort of 12. The ideals that you form, three to four church planting teams, rather than 12 planters shooting out in 12 separate directions. And citywide, you come together, you plant you you form teams in the cohort the cohort meets for a year and every other week is field training uh which i'm more excited about that than anything else and then the other thing is um again it's it's pest um church planning teams which nobody trains for you to to plan in that model and so after writing church zero cha-ching people were like hey how do i do this so this is training the planter, right? And in order to train citywide, you need to, um, you have to come through the train like Jesus. Cause you just, you won't be able to train it. You know, you can't just read the instructions. Like you have to know how to use these techniques. And so that's, that's what I'm doing there. And, uh, so I've been really busy, but now I got five months ahead of me to just, Become a punk monk, close myself in my my new office, and uh, and write a textbook, which is coming out with Zondervan. I have no idea what the the title will be, but it is very much a first century style church planning textbook or manual. And I asked him. I said, "Hey, uh, I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm going to be a." Uh, good at writing a textbook. They're like, no, we know who you are. Stay who you are in the book, but just, you know, keep up the academic job. So that's, that's what I'm doing, man. So, uh, and you'll see blogs. I'll share little snippets of it on, uh, ministryninja.com. And, uh, but yeah, you guys can pray for me on that. So if I come out an egghead, you know why, because I'm reading all these eggheads right now. But I'm super excited, man. This is going to be a tome on church planning. So, cool. um, I know written is not your thing, Pete, but you got anything that you're, that you're working on?
1: No, any, any I, don't have, uh, I don't have a, I don't have a, another book yet that I'm ready to announce. And if I do, That's it'll good. be, it'll be uh, marketing related.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, you know what happens when you write stuff? People say, yeah, get rid of that Peyton Jones guy. Cut his articles. They're stupid. They're fluff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, hey, never, so guys, I've never I've never admitted to being anything other than fluff. So you know,
2: <laughs> that's a good philosophy. You know, it's funny, man, because I don't think I'm a great writer by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I don't you think know, anyone the, thinks the, the, you're
1: a great writer by any stretch of the imagination. Well, wait, th- right.
2: that's it. That's it. But you know, you at least try to be helpful when someone comes up and just goes, uh, "I think it was a bunch of fluff." You're like, "Okay, that's you. That's not me," because you weren't even there's a better, there's a kinder way to say that, but, uh, you know, it, it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right, but I think you got to be a writer too. I, I read something with Seth Godin recently where he, he posted one of his horrible reviews and it was funny as heck to read it. Cause you know, Seth's a rad writer. So, but anyways, Hey man. So, um, Hey, we're going to wrap up cause we're out of time, but, uh, that's what we have been doing. And we want to thank you guys for all the years of listening to hardcore, Uh, church planning. And uh, it is time that this baby grows up and flies away. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to continue with this podcast. There will be some changes coming, as we talked about. But uh, Pete and I got through our existential crisis, and we're pretty sure we know where we're headed next. And uh, there's good things coming for this podcast. So uh, thanks for sticking around and letting us do a very special episode of the Church Planner slash Hardcore Church Planning Podcast. Any final words, Pete?
1: Hey, if you want to reach the ones that nobody's reaching, you <laughs> got to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing.
2: I always wanted to do different. it. That was different. It. I always I wanted to do it. That was different. I always wanted to do it. Hey, Pete, if uh, Hardcore Church planning and Church Planner Podcast were getting a physical fist fight, who would win?
1: Church Planner Podcast. It totally would. You're right. Yeah.
2: All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. And uh, Pete said it all.